Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson, and we are back. It's our first show of 2020, and man, I am fired up to relaunch the Unpacking It podcast, and we have a kind of new format, a new schedule that that we'll be implementing here in 2020, and told you a little bit about that at the end of last year, and now it's time to unleash and release the new Unpacking It podcast, and so we will continue to unpack faith, sports, and life, and Monday's show is, is now going to be a little more focused on sports talk as well as you know life talk, and we'll talk fatherhood and marriage and and the big stories in sports. Uh, but we'll be focused, you know, more on big picture sports topics. We'll, we'll discuss the the games that that took place the the previous weekend as well. Plus, we'll do our unpack this segment at the end of each show. And most weeks, I'll be joined by a co-host, uh, hopefully in studio as well. And then Tuesday shows and other shows throughout the week will be a little bit more interview focused. And so those will be the the guests that you've grown to love and, and appreciate over the last uh, seven years that we've been doing the Unpacking It radio show and, and all the incredible guests that we've had on over the years. So we'll continue to do those interviews with athletes, coaches, and broadcasters, and, and those will uh, still be the Unpacking It podcast, but those will be kind of a different format than what we do here on Mondays. This will be a little bit more free-flowing, uh, just discussion, and, and so uh, I'm excited about our co-host today. We'll welcome him on in just a moment. Uh, but also, this show, we, you know, we want to have plenty of audience interaction. We, we need you to help us uh, with this show, so sending in your feedback, your questions, uh, some of the questions that we'll ask and, and your answers uh, will be huge just as we kind of frame and, and shape what this this podcast will will become ultimately, and so you know, bear with us as we we try some different things, adapt, and and want this to be a show that that you look forward to, you know, releasing every Monday, and and hopefully you'll uh, participate with us in the discussion by sending emails and and leaving comments on social media, and then also helping us grow this show and and sharing the show and and you know, letting your friends know, hey, this is a, a podcast that I listen to. And and then also you know leaving reviews on you know Apple and anywhere else you, you listen to podcasts. So all of that is a part of this this kind of relaunch of the Unpacking It podcast. And what better week to to do this than the day after Championship Sunday in the NFL playoffs? We've got a tremendous Super Bowl matchup uh, coming up in a couple of weeks that that we'll talk a little bit about today, and then we'll talk even more about next Monday, but let's say hello to today's co-host in studio. You know him, you love him. He's Nate Sally, former Carolina Panther, former Ohio State Buckeye, and the host of the Audible Minute that we are now releasing 
in this podcast feed. So hopefully you've listened to the last two that have been released, and two or three. And uh, Nate is with us today. Nate, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Glad to be here, man. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Always glad to be here. Man, well, we, we're, uh, we're, we're psyched to, to do this with you. And, and of course, you, you've been a part of unpacking it for the last couple of years. And uh, man, doing the Audible Minutes. And, and normally that was on our ESPN Charlotte show. And so we're, we're transitioning that show as well to be a podcast. And so we're still going to do a local Charlotte show uh, in, in the weeks to come as well. So, uh, so be listening or, or keeping up with us uh, for that as well. But this show, this is the national show. This is our, our national podcast. And so uh, Nate's with us to, to talk about championship weekend. And, and so I, I guess the, the, the first question, your initial response to now seeing the Super Bowl matchup, yeah. Chiefs 49ers, what do you think? I love it, man. I think that it's uh, one of those... I don't know if it's, I want to say, few years, but one of the years where you can say clearly the two best teams throughout the entire year are playing each other. Um, obviously, the Ravens may have something to say about yeah. that, but ultimately, these have been two of the best teams. And to see the Chiefs, where they honestly were an offsides penalty away from being in the big game last year, it seemed, and um, to see them bounce back and Andy Reid to get to the Super Bowl, I think is awesome, but... I love this matchup. I think that these are two powerhouses, uh, two you know titans going against each other, and it's going to be an awesome battle. So I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm very neutral about the matchup when it comes to kind of my my fandom, mm-hmm. but I do lean toward the the Chiefs in this one. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Patrick Mahomes a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I almost I'm starting to like him more and more. And and even during the season when there was a discussion of. You know who's side you on? Like Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. some of the up and coming uh, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been my favorite over the years. Yeah. I, I still probably lean toward him, but man, Patrick Mahomes is just so likable, and the way that he plays is so fun to watch. Yeah. And he he truly is just such a unique passer. Yeah, and his ability to throw the deep ball and and just the. The way he throws yeah. is so special and unique. But the thing is, we've seen this the last couple of years, yeah. and what I appreciate about the Chiefs is they've been inching closer and mm-hmm. closer to now. All right, they've broken through. Mm-hmm. They're in the Super Bowl. And, and like you say, they were one of the top teams all year, mm-hmm. but they struggled with injuries. And really, the only time the 49ers struggled this year was when they were banged up and their yeah. defense was banged up. Yeah. But other than that, from start to finish, the 49ers had an incredible season. Most definitely. They were the team to beat. We, you know, when, I think they were 8-9-0 at one point. And it was like, yeah, this, this, this uh, 49ers team, they, you don't see any flaws. Yeah, yeah. And now we're seeing it play out. So. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things, too, where when, as the season was going on, like, people were almost waiting to see the 49ers flop. Like, oh, do I really believe in Garoppolo? Or yep. are they really this good? And they're showing people week after week after week that – we are this dominant. So, and then Mahomes, man, he's special. He's he has that it factor, that confidence. Where it's, he's very confident, but not too cocky. Where it's annoying. You True. know what I mean? I agree. <laughs> and it's yeah. uh, to see that even that play that he made yesterday, uh, you know, running down the sideline, giving the guy the hesitation and spin move <laughs> and all that stuff. It's to to have that and be able to throw the ball the way he can. Um, it's very dynamic. So I think he's definitely making his move like. He's arguably, if not the best quarterback in the league, because he he has everything, everything that you can ask for. Uh, two things on that. So I was listening to a, a debate this morning on on Get Up on on ESPN, and they were kind of going back and forth. And and 
we always do this. We want to jump to conclusions and oh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he has the chance to be the greatest ever. <laughs> and it's always very dramatic. But but his skill set does, you know, lead you to believe that, man, what he's capable of doing throughout his career. He's still only 23 years yeah, old scary. And, and, and where he's at with his game already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's understandable, but he's still got a you know, ways to go to continue to develop and, and do it year after year that's what we respect about the great quarterbacks that's why we love Tom Brady because he did it for so long year after year Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and all these guys you know they're not one hit wonders and it's not about a short career maybe like running backs they're they're seeing hey can you have six awesome years you become a legend Mm -hmm. whereas quarterbacks it takes so long so we're still early with Patrick Mahomes but the fact that he's already in a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is is impressive but also I think it's, it's always important to to consider too with Aaron Rodgers falling yesterday, he went to the Super Bowl early in his career. And there was an understanding or a belief or an expectation that, oh, he'll be back a ton. Like, we'll get used to seeing Aaron (laughs) Rodgers in the Super Bowl. And he hasn't been back. Yeah. So to to think that all Mahomes will just be back every year makes it, uh, we got to soak in what he's doing right now, this opportunity, to make the most of this opportunity. And I, I I lean toward the Chiefs, so that's what I'll be pulling for. But we'll we'll talk more about that next week. All right. But then the other you mentioned that that play that he had, the big it's kind of a defining play that mm. run that touchdown run for him, and he deserves a ton of credit. The athleticism it was amazing. But for you as a former safety, as a former <laughs> defensive player, you know what my takeaway on that play was that defenses are scared to tackle and hit the quarterback yeah. so much yeah. that they now allow them to have amazing plays that they actually shouldn't have. Yeah. The defense was there, yeah. and and sure, Mahomes made a miss, yeah. but those guys weren't even really yeah. trying to tackle him, Especially it seemed. Especially on the sideline piece when he oh, gave him the hesitation. Yep. It's like once you see a quarterback going towards the sideline, it's like a fear in us now, like, man, I'm going to get a fine or we're going to get our team a penalty in this huge game. And he doesn't go out of bounds. So that's the perfect, that's the exact reason why guys, oh. you know, would aim and try to blow somebody up on the sideline is because some some guys may act like they're going out, but they're not. So I don't know. It was an amazing play on his end, but I do get where the way the game is called now causes defenders, especially aggressive defenders, to hesitate and be hesitant. And, and all you need in this game is that little bit of hesitation, which is exactly what he gave the guy on the sideline. And it leads to 40 more yards later, he's in the end zone. So, man, it's tough as I, you know, I'm I'm probably glad I'm not playing right now because I would have a lot of penalties, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and you could second guess now, like, you know, the Titans in that situation, it would have been worth a penalty because yeah. it would have been just a short yardage penalty because he was so close to the goal line anyway. And ultimately, Mahomes probably would have scored or the Chiefs offense would have scored yeah. anyway. But to watch a play like that, sure, we're amazed as fans and it's like, oh, what an unbelievable play. But then yeah. you... You look at the bigger picture, like, wait a second, why didn't the defense tackle? It's not that they can, or it's not yeah. that they they aren't good enough. Yeah, they have a great defense. They're great yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. It's just that hesitation that you talk about. That that to me is a little bit of a bummer because it almost takes away from a great play like yeah. that. Even yeah, we want to see great defense going to hit a guy and then and then making a miss. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of see both sides too, though. At the same time, just because. The guy who was going after him was kind of going full speed. He just gave him a great little hesitation move. Like he, he even gave him. A, it was like a no look, like a basketball oh, yeah. crossover. That's how he played. That's how my whole. <laughs> it was like a lot of fun to watch that. So I don't know. I, I almost wonder. Also, I feel like for the other guys who were in pursuit, though, I don't. I didn't. I've never seen the angle of everyone. 
But I wonder how that looks because I'm pretty sure some guys were like jogging, thinking that hey, he's going out of bounds, and then like, oh no, he's not. Then they picked up, they they get, you know regained their speed. So um, that could could have played a, a major role in that play as well. So yeah, great play on his part. Though. Yeah, don't no, take away from it. No, I, no exactly. <laughs> I don't want to rain on on his parade, but he's uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's a stud. Easy yeah. easy to root for. And and so the, the Chiefs side, that storyline, we'll talk about Andy Reid in, in just a little bit uh, here on this podcast. But then also the 49ers getting to the Super Bowl, you know, following a season last year with, with Jimmy Garoppolo mm, being injured, injured yeah. not winning many games, getting another high draft pick. Mm-hmm. And the, the one person in all of this for the 49ers that stands out to me mm is John Lynch. Mm. And so I go back to the GM and and the the hiring of John Lynch mm-hmm. because here he was, he was one of my favorite guys in the booth. Yeah. So an analyst every week with Fox. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of out of the blue, mm-hmm. the 49ers go, yeah, he's our guy that's going to rebuild this team and and you know, hopefully bring in some success for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And I liked Lynch under, you know, knew that he knew the game. Mm-hmm. But for them to so quickly turn things around, yeah, and to go from you know when when John Harbaugh was there or Jim 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 was there, mm-hmm. Jim was, brought him to the Super Bowl and uh, had some success. But then after him, it was Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly, and it was not looking good. Right. And to to kind of recover from all of that so quickly, and to draft as well as John Lynch has drafted. Mm-hmm. And then the signings have been so key, too. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, bringing him in from, from Atlanta. Richard who Coleman got hurt yesterday, which mm-hmm. allowed uh, Mostert to have a huge day. But, yeah. but Coleman has been a contributor all year. Uh, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. going and getting Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. I mean, all yeah. these. Uh, and then the defense from their, their 11 <laughs> starters, then their 11 backups. Yeah. They're so loaded on defense. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And so... I just give John Lynch a ton of credit yeah. and and give the 49ers and I guess Jed York, whoever ultimately said, yeah, we should go get John Lynch as our GM. <laughs> right. It's remarkable yeah. to me. It just seems like one of those things is almost like a perfect storm, right? Everybody's just in the right place at the right time. It's the right situation. Um, and I don't know, it just makes you wonder, you know, even though I know you mentioned you may be pulling for the Chiefs, but it's like is this one of those years where it's just like this is just meant to be for them. Well, so I don't like to say, oh, they, like I was just saying, I don't want, oh, they're going to be back next year and, yeah. and we assume or make it easy. Yeah. But I don't know how you could deny that with the 49ers and the way that they're built mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they've already paid their quarterback. Yeah. So Garoppolo already is under contract and they're here. Right. Whereas Mahomes is going to be due for the big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's going to get paid. And that's, <laughs> that's going to change things. So now all of a sudden some of those weapons you can't bring back. Right. Now for the 49ers, it's will they be able to keep all those young defenders yeah. who will be up for big contracts. Yeah, yeah. But, but man, I mean, even, even the backups that come in and – <laughs> they don't seem to, to to miss a beat, yeah. and and so I just think the way that they're constructed versus the way the Rams were constructed last year. Mm-hmm. Because what did the Rams do? They went out and got a bunch of big name guys and a lot of veterans toward yeah. the end of their careers. Yeah. The Indomitian Sue yeah. and uh, Talib, yeah. mm-hmm. those kind of guys, and it wasn't really sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they probably overpaid for Golf, overpaid for Gurley, mm-hmm. and what do we see this year? Yeah. They're not back. Yeah. So to me, the 49ers are built a little bit differently, a little bit better to sustain success. I agree. 
So that yeah, I agree. And Shanahan's a young coach too. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of young studs, and like you mentioned, quarterbacks already paid. It just sounds like seems like a great foundation that yes. they have right now, um, and you know they're just starting to see success again. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure they all kind of feel it like, hey, we can really have something here. And uh, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs feel the same way though. But obviously, they have some more contract things that'll be coming up in in the near future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and their defense has come on, and and they're playing a lot better. And their ability to stop Derrick Henry mm. yesterday yeah. was a Big statement, and it was impressive and somewhat surprising. Yeah. I, I guess it was almost like going into the game, you'd think the Titans would run the ball well, score. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think they'd be able to score enough or yeah. you know, just be able to keep up with the high-powered offense. And it kind of ended up that way. Yeah. But Henry's still under 100. But they got, off, they got off to a solid start. They did. You they know, did. to jump out 10-0, and the Chiefs have done that twice. That's one thing I think they need to you know, focus on trying to avoid and I think that's kind of scary knowing that they've started off that slow and still have been as dominant as they've been in their their two playoff games so far um, but I think that that's going to bring an added sense of urgency if, if there's anything that Andy Reid can kind of point to is like hey we have to start faster especially against this Niners team yes mm-hmm. that that's going to be crucial all right a couple other just thoughts and observations from uh, the weekend and from the, this matchup uh, coming up in, in the Super Bowl uh, seeing Mike Shanahan hand the trophy to his son, Kyle Shanahan, the uh, NFC Championship trophy, I thought was a really special moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just so rare, even and, and surprisingly rare, that you would see coaches from you know the father-son duo mm-hmm. in at this level. Mm-hmm. You know, we just saw here in Charlotte, Carolina Panthers, Norv Turner, Scott Turner, mm-hmm. they were coaching together this year. Uh, and and so that was a unique special situation. Mm-hmm. We we've seen uh, Bum Phillips and Wade Phillips. They're the only two, uh, the only other father son to even win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to me, that's just surprising to think back. Like, wouldn't there be more of a handoff yeah. over the years? And and maybe we've seen here and there Bill Belichick and his son coach together. Mm-hmm. So that's special. But we don't know the level of success his son has really had right. yet because he hasn't done it away from him. Right. But for Kyle to do it, you know, on his own, learn from his dad, a Super Bowl winning coach with the Denver Broncos, uh, went in two with them, and and Kyle to do this at such a young age, a big storyline will be Kyle coaching in the Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator with the Falcons mm. during their devastating the Patriots game. <laughs> crumble yeah, yeah. Uh, against the Patriots. <laughs> uh, so. That'll be interesting if that, I don't know, weigh, weighs on him. He'll have to answer questions about that, I'm sure, th- this week. But but I thought that was a just a, a special moment, and I it made me wonder or question, you know, why aren't there more coaches, of mm-hmm. so, sons of former coaches? Is it because they've seen the, to- the toll that it takes? Yeah. Is it one of those things that's hard to pass down? You either you got it or you don't as a head coach or have those qualities? I think it's all of those things. I mean, just, you know, I think that, like you mentioned, the, the, the dad or the coach is away from his family a lot. Yeah. So, you know, some kids may grow up and they despise coaching. You know, they don't even want to touch it. And then others – embrace it and just say hey this is a part of who I am like my dad is a stud coach I must I'm I'm born to do this you know some people embrace that so I think we see that on the the athletic side too right so you look at um, I look at like LeBron and his son or D-Wade and his boys like they all they all seem to 
embrace the fact that like my dad's King James and I'm going to step up and, and go out here and show out and represent our family name. Um, so I think that, I don't know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to gauge, you know, what, um, what decides, you know, whether or what's the deciding factor when it comes to uh, the, the son of a coach becoming a coach or the son of a player becoming a player or if they go away from it or not. I'm, I'm not sure how, how to. Yeah. yeah you figure like, like Bobby Bowden, his kids, the three, two or three of his sons mm-hmm. coached, uh, not to the level of success that, that he had on the college level, but uh, that name comes to mind. The Shulas. They yeah. just, everyone in their family, I even played high school ball with their, oh, did with their grandson who was a quarterback for us, and like he's coaching. Like Everybody coaches in that family. So And, and Mike Shula, he's still hanging around. I believe so. I know he was with the Panthers for a little bit. And then right? with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so if anybody listening, if you can think of another uh, coaching tree from a family, I, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all that came to mind or that I've heard so far. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll be an interesting storyline this week as well, the next couple of weeks. The, the one other big topic following the, the games is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody expected the Titans to get as far as they did. Yeah. Them losing yesterday wasn't surprising. Yeah. I, they overachieved. Mm-hmm. I think they can feel pretty confident uh, with what they were able to do. The big thing for them, will Tannehill return? Will mm-hmm. Derrick Henry return? Both are free agents. Mm-hmm. And, and so that'll be, you know, they'll have to make those decisions mm-hmm. on both sides. But with Aaron Rodgers... It goes back to, can they return this far into the playoffs? He's getting older. Was this their last chance? And and my hesitation, I love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. He's been on my fantasy team, my dynasty league for, for gosh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't been putting up as big a numbers over the years, even though he played well yesterday. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, he put up good numbers yesterday, mm-hmm. but he didn't necessarily play great. And, and even the yardage... It wasn't leading to to touchdowns yeah. and and that kind of thing. Um, we're I've already heard the excuses from Packers fans. Oh, we need a number two receiver. Mm-hmm. But come on, you got Devontae Adams, you got Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham may not be an elite tight end anymore, but he's still solid. He's still though. got some game. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the offensive line is a key issue for them. But like I was saying earlier with the Forty ers I just think the Forty ers they know how to beat Aaron Rodgers I think they're three and oh against them mm. uh so I, I just I'm not confident that oh yeah the Packers will will get back yeah. next year I, I'm just not yeah just like what we were discussing earlier you're not sure if they're built you know no, for to, to, to sustain that success that they had this year um so it's going to be interesting to see you know Aaron Rodgers gonna you know come back and fight hard and uh, still be a respectable quarterback if not, you know one of the top five in the league um, oh yeah but you don't know if, if the weapons around him or, or if he's in a situation where they're going to be able to do that again. So that's what, you know, that's what makes the, the new season exciting every year because everybody starts off with a chance and we'll see where they take it from there. That's right. And I think, <laughs> I think Matt LaFleur had a great season. Mm-hmm. He, the change allowed them to just play differently, play better. Mm-hmm. And I think the coaching staff he put together got more out of the defense and and so he's got to prove though that it's sustainable mm-hmm. his style of coaching and yeah. and that kind of thing. We'll see coaches coaching changes sometimes even mid season, and all of a sudden a team finishes really well, like we saw last year with Cleveland and mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. But it, his style wasn't going to work long term. Gotcha. So with Lafleur, he comes in. Oh, he's different than Mike McCarthy. McCarthy mm-hmm. had been there so long. Oh, it's a great change. 
but I think LaFleur still has something to prove. So I'm just not as confident to say today, oh, yeah, Green Bay will be back next year. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, or they'll get to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. I'm a little more hesitant in, in that regard. Yeah. Uh, one final thing. All four quarterbacks yesterday in the championship game were former backups. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I just thought that was intriguing. You figure Aaron Rodgers started his career behind Brett Favre, Brett Favre waiting for his opportunity. Patrick Mahomes, you know, only I think he only waited a year behind Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. But in today's world, normally we see Sam Darnold out there yeah. day one. Kyle Murray, you know, all <laughs> yeah. these guys come in and they play right. Baker Mayfield, I guess he waited just a little bit behind Tyrod Taylor. But mm-hmm. a lot of times we see these young quarterbacks come in and play right away. Right. And Mahomes at least waited a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ryan Tannehill coming in this season as the backup behind Mariota. Mm-hmm. They make that change. He then carries his team to the AFC Championship game. And then, uh, who am I missing? Mahomes. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy of course, Garoppolo, behind yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Uh, and then getting his opportunity in San Francisco. So I thought that was kind of a unique aspect to, to the four quarterbacks playing yesterday. So we never know who's backing up somewhere in the NFL yeah. going get, gonna to get their chance. Yeah. Uh, I think so. it shows the power of adversity, man. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. And what that does for you, it builds a different muscle in you, man, and it creates some uh, – some, some some courage that you need sometimes to, to get over that hump, you know. Patience, waiting. Yeah. We, we Tom won't. Brady was a backup. That's it. I was watching the special. <laughs> I was watching the special yesterday on Outside the or Saturday. It was I recorded it, but anyway, mm-hmm. it was uh, the Drew Bledsoe story. Mm. That one hit. Oh led to Tom Brady. Changed everything. Changed everything. <laughs> it's crazy. So so who knows who that who that next backup quarterback is uh, right. that might get that get that chance? And I think it also speaks to. You don't always have to rush these quarterbacks in. Mm, Give Sam Darnold some time to develop. Give some of these guys. They they throw them in, and it just – some are ready, but not all of them, and it's okay that you aren't ready. Yeah. Give it some time. I think it's tough, though, because you don't know until you know, right? So That's true. Some of these guys who have come out and, like, come out blazing, you didn't know that – you know, you hoped that they would do that. And then other situations where you thought they would and they don't, it's tough to gauge that. You know, you you draft someone that high – you know, the moment the the starter makes a mistake, they're gonna want that person put into the game. The fans are gonna want it. Everyone's gonna want it. So especially when they're top pick. Yeah, top pick. And so it's it's it's, it's challenging. Yep. All right. So we'll we'll wrap up with this final thought today. And each week on the show, we'll uh, we'll discuss uh, you know faith and and a lot of times I'll I'll share and unpack this uh, thought. Which each day we write a devotional uh, Monday through Friday. We send it out through email. If you aren't subscribed. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, go to unpackingit.com. It's a quick thought about sports, faith, and life. I, I take a current sports story related to the Bible. And, and so today, I wrote about Andy Reid getting to the Super Bowl, but the story uh, surrounding him, even going into the game against Tennessee, was this idea that he's been a tremendous coach for so long. He's been a head coach since 1999. Wow. Now, he got fired in Philadelphia, but he got picked up pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> quickly yeah. picked up. So he didn't skip a beat. He went right to Kansas City. And in Kansas City, he's, he hasn't had a losing season. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. had a losing season. And since 2006, he hasn't had a losing season. Wow. So he's been such an incredible coach. But what have we said? He's a great coach, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's been around so long. He, he's well-liked. He's well-respected. It's time for him to get a Super Bowl win. Yeah. And so what it made me think about is just from a, a life perspective, 
there are, you know, anybody listening and, and, you know, me and my own life, we've been given gifts, opportunities, and, 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 and ways to succeed or ways to honor God or, or ways to utilize those, those gifts and opportunities. And something's holding us back where people might look in and go, man, why, why hasn't he taken that step yet? Mm-hmm. I know he's capable of it. Why mm-hmm. hasn't he done it? Mm-hmm. And, and people are cheering for us. They want to see us go for it and mm-hmm. take that next step and get over the hump and, and not allow the hurdles to hold us back. Mm-hmm. Because for so long, we, we talked about Andy Reid, and it was some of those playoff decisions and mm-hmm. some of the play calls. And come on, Andy, you got to know how to, <laughs> to, to manage the game clock in those key situations. Mm-hmm. We know you're a great coach. Mm-hmm. We know you can win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, it's in you. Yeah. We want to see it. Yeah, definitely. And, and so I think that the, the, for a lot of us, there, there is something in us that, that we can you know, accomplish or, or steps that we need to take that, that we've got to remove the hurdles and, and, and go for it. it it's time. It's mm-hmm. been too long. We, we've waited long enough. Mm-hmm. And then when I take it a step further and, and I look at the, the spiritual side of things, I just started thinking about the verse in Hebrews, in Hebrews 5, where it says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Mm-hmm. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I think for many of us, we've you know, known God for a long time. We've been in the church for a long time, and we just haven't grown. We haven't, there, there hasn't been the maturity. There, we haven't taken the steps to, to teach and mm-hmm. to, to be a mentor, to, to help disciple others, mm-hmm. to, to, to serve in certain ways, to, mm-hmm. to go on the mission trip or to, to, to be a Sunday school teacher or lead a life group or, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But it's time to take the next step yeah. to, to be a true you know, Super Bowl champion of faith and, and to, to no longer say, man, we're, we're under, underachieving or underutilizing the gifts and the experiences that, that we've had, and, and we've got to remove any hindrance that's holding us back from true maturity, from really understanding God's Word you know, in a deeper way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think a big thing when you think about Andy Reid and just our lives in general is, what do you believe about you? And what do you believe God has put you here for, right? So in his situation, we can want it for him as much as possible. Like, I know you're a great coach. You can do it. But it's what's going on up here and then what's in his mind. So to see since 1999, that's a long time, man. And it to is. be in the Super Bowl now, again, I think this may be his second time as yep, a head coach yep. now. Um, 15 years in between. You know, so that's, you know, so many stories in the Bible where you just persistence, you know, and remaining consistent in your actions. That's what mm-hmm. he's done. Although he may have fallen short, he still keeps coming back to the drawing board and still is winning at a yeah. at a high level. Um so I think that it's something to be said about that part as well where like you know we can't let those moments define us. He still believes he's a Super Bowl championship type of coach and that's why he's back here again. A lot a lot of people would have quit a long time ago. A lot of people have quit. There've been a lot of coaches shuffled in and out since he's been in the league. So I think that's what separates him and I think in our lives that's what separates us. That's what's going to be our differentiator. Like the people who see true success and the people who accomplish their goals, they have their mind set on it. They don't quit. It's not an option. Like mm. there's no plan B. There's no plan B for him. He's not like, oh, maybe I'll go and do something. That's <laughs> like, no, I'm going to coach. And I'm going to be a Super Bowl champion someday. And, you know, I definitely hope that he pulls that off for that reason alone. I love stories like that. And we all love the underdog. So 
um, yeah, I think it's something to be said about that, about not quitting and being persistent and not allowing anything else to be an option. When we understand what God put us on this earth for, there is there are no other options. Right. Right? We go all out. And one last thing, I, I do these workouts called HasFit, right? And I know I don't know if the sponsor or whatever, but whatever. <laughs> but I do these workouts, right? And 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 the guy who 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 does the workouts, who leads the workouts, the trainer, he always says this one thing. He said, um, "There's no elevator to success. You got to take the stairs, hmm. right?" And it's something that just stands out to me as we think about that. And in this world that we live in, everything's about instant gratification. I got to have it right now. I need it yesterday. Um, but we got to take the stairs, man. It's one step at a time. It's being consistent with those actions. And like I said, for that reason, I would love to see Andy Reid uh, get a Super Bowl for sure. Oh, that's awesome. No, I love, love your perspective and, and thoughts on, on the Andy Reid story as well. Uh, definitely check out unpackingit.com if you, if you haven't subscribed to the devotional. And, and you can go read uh, what I wrote about Andy Reid, uh, but but I ended it this way. I said, we are all at different stages of our spiritual journeys, but for those of us who have been, or, or those of us who have had a long tenure of faith, let's make sure we're maturing, teaching, and deepening our reliance and understanding of God and His truth. And so let, let's not stay in neutral. Let's not, let's not remain as, you know, regular season winners or, you know, divisional round winners. Let's continue to push and continue to you know, desire that 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 Super Bowl level of of faith mm-hmm. that through God's strength and through His power we're we're capable of having, and so it, it's just like you say, we got to believe that that we're capable of that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll buy the lie that ah, oh, I can't teach or mm-hmm. oh, I don't know enough about mm-hmm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, the challenge is we got to learn more about the Bible, but we can still teach with what we already know, and then continue to add to that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that even goes to your steps. We just. If we okay, great. We we know John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Let's understand that. Let's unpack that. Let's let's have a deep understanding of that. But there's a lot more. God's yeah. <laughs> God's God's given us His Word, and there's so much truth and mm-hmm. so much to learn, and for ourselves, and then to be able to teach that to others uh, is, is powerful. So uh, so something to unpack today. Thanks to Nate Sally. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I love it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> hanging here in the unpacking it studios yeah. here on the the debut of the kind of new and, uh, and improved, hopefully, uh, re-release of the Unpacking It podcast. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com, and we will talk to you uh, later this week with some interviews, hopefully, and, and then also uh, on Mondays. We'll, uh, we'll talk more Super Bowl next Monday, and uh, look forward to that. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins, he was resurrected, and through faith I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been the Unpacking It Podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.